0: to know thank you next i'm megan and i talk about murders that happen while dating and i'm rachel and i talk about murders that happen while you're married welcome back to our show (laughs) here we are we're primed we're ready to go that didn't take 37 tries nope Nope, guys, we're trying something <laughs> new. Uh, we're trying something new with our intro. Stick yeah. with us. This it's is fun. our new intro. Uh, mm-hmm. we just wanted to make sure anybody tuning in at any episode from here on out, because we're not fixing yeah. the last nope. 90s, some odd that those people, <laughs> you get what you get. But exactly. <laughs> for from here on out, we want to make sure everyone understands our niche podcast. Absolutely, because I've had people send. Messages. I mean, not I. personally like they've sent it to no. Thank you. Next, Instagram. It's like serial killers, and it's like yeah. I love this story, but no. Thank you. Next, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really like fall into the same category of yeah. what we talk about, and it's yeah. I mean, if you have listened to us for a while, you kind of get like yeah. yeah. They talk about dating, and they talk about marriage. Like we don't really stray yeah. away from that. Yeah. So, but we just want to let new listeners know this is what yeah. we're talking about. So exactly. hi, welcome new listeners, if you're out there. Oh. Yeah, welcome to the show. If you're in Mexico, thanks again for getting us on the charge. Yes, thank you so All much. All your friends We're- and family. <laughs> We're very thankful and grateful. Yes, very. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So if you're new, I'm going to tell you the bullshit that happens in my life. Let me just, <laughs> kick, let me just kick, kick this shit off. Let's do it. I have a story for you guys and Rachel. I have not shared this story. No, I'm like at the edge of my seat here. I'm all leaning back. There are, (laughs) I know. (laughs) She's on the edge of her seat, literally laying down. (laughs) She's like, uh, I literally have no spine. Tell me this story. I'm so excited. Okay. This is what fucking happened to me. And some things sometimes things happen in my life that I'm just like, this is gonna be such a fucking great story. But like <laughs> as it was happening, it was truly terrifying. So last week Vince left to go work. Mm-hmm. And so I was taking him to the airport. And as we were driving, I have this wreck I have this thought every time I pick him up from the airport because in the last year. That is the only time I drive at night. Oh, okay. Right? Like yeah. for the past literal year, I go to work while it's light out and I come home while it's light out and I do not leave after or in between those times. No, and if where I go somewhere, go? exactly. <laughs> and if I go somewhere on the weekend, if I drive at night to go pick up a pizza or something, it's literally a block away. Yeah. so I'm not on a freeway I'm not on anything so Mm-mm. we're having this conversation on the way to the airport and I'm just telling him how like I'm really freaked out like I'm a very like uh what's the word like aggressive comp- driver. <laughs> <laughs> not me tailgating someone going really slow in the fast lane what let me <laughs> oh my god i just remember us like trying was it was it when we went to go see my favorite murder and you're like rachel you need to get over you need to go over there rachel you need to get over in the next place' i was like i'm trying to this is not letting me in you're like no you need to just go in there yeah it's la there is no blinker and patience you no. either squeeze your fuck like i was hit by a semi <laughs> due to my lack That's of so my lack of <laughs> like my confidence that I could make it over yeah that's how confident I am about merging onto a freeway and my car was hit by a semi so <laughs> that's the status we are we're at here. she's she's confident I'm very, very confident. confident when it's light out. Yes. <laughs> now, yes. when it's dark out, all of a sudden I'm fucking Rachel on the road. I'm scared yes. to merge into <laughs> other lanes. I'm extremely <laughs> freaked out that people are driving too fast by me. Yeah. I'm driving like, fucking 65 in the fast lane. <laughs> I don't know who I am at night. Is that so, somebody in my blind spot? I don't know. I can't. I, think I, don't, know. Know. I don't think I should move. <laughs> I don't right? know. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I'm telling him on the way on the way to the airport, I'm telling him how freaked out I am driving, blah, blah, blah. Make it there safe, drop them off. Well, I decide that on the way home, I'm gonna grab in and out. So I Google an in and out that's in between me and um and home. So Mm -hmm. or in between the airport and home. I end up going to an in and out that's kind of in this like sketch area. Mm-hmm. And as I, it's the longest fucking line I've ever seen for an in and out. So I'm like, great. I have to, I'm committing. So mm-hmm. as I'm in line, 10 fucking police cars go by and then a really fast car. And I'm like, great. A car chase. Cool. I'm going to watch that from here. So yeah. I'm like, great area. Okay. And then like another 15 police cars come after. I'm like, this yep. is so cool. Great. Okay. So I'm like, this is a sketcher. I need to get my in and out and get out of here. So get my in and out. I'm driving. I'm eating while I'm driving. I don't want that shit to get cold. So I'm finishing up my last minute bite in my burger. I finally get to the freeway. So I'm on the freeway and it's the freeway splits. So mm-hmm. I, am going and this car that's in front of me does not realize that it is two lanes that merge onto our freeway oh okay. he thinks it's just us so he like us unsure oh. if anyone's in their blind spot <laughs> does not care decides to fucking last second merge onto the other freeway and fucking hits the car that was merging in the other lane and they both fucking spin out. Oh my God. I had to stomp on my brakes and I was just praying. I'm like looking in my rearview mirror because I'm praying no one's behind me because we're yeah going like. You're going 60. like 80 miles an hour. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I'm going like 100. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so, let's be real. <laughs> so, I mean, we're merging, but like, and it's a big curve. So we're all on our brakes, but it's like we're still on a freeway. So it's like. Mm. fucking freaked me out thank god no one was behind me so I merge onto this freeway great fine this car accident I'm just like fucking freaked out it's like everything I could fear after that conversation with Vince being like people are fucking crazy at night (laughs) exactly check check car chase car accident right in front of me almost hit me Keep oh going. God. I'm just like, oh, this is so fucking crazy. Vince is like texting me at the airport, like getting a beer, like fucking chilling out <laughs> at Polyx, and I'm like, you're all okay. like screaming. <laughs> yeah, I'm like two hands seeing his fucking text on my Apple Watch, and I'm like, cool, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I successfully, oh I successfully make it home, and when I get home, I'm parking in our parking spot and I see a man in our parking lot walking across to the trash cans and I was like oh I don't recognize him and due Mm -hmm. to the pandemic and LA being extremely cautious nobody in our apartment complex has had anyone that isn't like their partner or lives in their apartment I have seen no other people at this complex that like Mm -hmm. does not live here so I see this person and I'm like that's weird I've never seen them before so then I'm like, okay, so I'm, ex- I had planned on taking my in and out back to the trash can because, you know, you just don't want that shit haunting you in the house. No, you just no want you to don't. get rid of it. You want it outside. <laughs> so, but then I, I see that the guy's over there and he's leaning against a wall and I'm like, Hmm, like that's, that's sketch. So yeah. now our front door does this really fucking cool thing. Where it expands, when it's really fucking is it cold? Yeah, when no. it's when it's no, when it's hot. It expands, and when it's yeah. cold, it goes in. But yeah. for some reason, due to it doing that over and over, because our weather keeps getting fucked up, yeah. it's so hard to turn the lock with one hand. Oh, okay. So I'm looking to my right, seeing where this fucking guy is, because he's talking to himself. At this point, I realized he's not with us. He is not with me. So I'm like, I need to quickly get in the store. Well, I got my fucking in and out bag. I don't got another free hand (laughs) to unlock the door. So here I am panic. It's like literally your nightmare trying to unlock a door because somebody is fucking behind you. Yeah. (sighs) So then he walks behind me as I'm trying to unlock the door, still talking to himself, walks down the walkway to our laundry room. Mm -hmm. So now I'm fully aware that either he's homeless or something's wrong with him. Yeah. So he walks to the laundry room. I finally get in to the apartment at this point. Like I was super (sighs) cautious, but I'm like, yeah, I'm like on the edge. Like, I don't know what he's going to do. So I get inside, I lock the door and then- our door has like, um, blinds and a window. So I just keep looking out the door to see what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And he's pacing back and forth to the laundry room, back to in front of our apartment to the laundry room. And also we're on the first floor, which Vince, like, that's fine as a man, but me as a woman, I'm like, as a woman, it's not the same. There's yeah, yeah, it's like fucking scary. So he's pacing back and forth and I don't have anybody's number that lives here. Like a, like Vince was not answering my texts at this point. So he's pacing, this guy's pacing back and forth. So I'm like, what do I do? Like, I feel like the homeless situation in LA is out of control. Like, please don't take it seriously. But Mm -hmm. then he, so he finally like goes down to the bottom of the parking lot. And then I see he goes across the way and starts trying to break into the gate of the apartment across the way. Oh my God. So then I call 911. Cause I'm like this guy, like, I don't know what he's going to do. He's like, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like he knows anyone's around him. Like he's not, he's like in another place, but mm-hmm. he's trying to break into that apartment. So I call the police and I lie awake for another three hours, just, you know, <laughs> just, in fear. <laughs> yeah, basically. And, yeah. And then oh Buddy wakes God, me up at like two in the morning barking at the front door and then just walks back and goes to sleep. <laughs>
1: like, no. Just, yeah. I was like no. we don't,
0: we don't fucking do that here. No. If it's not real then we don't do that. Like no. don't fucking do that. Also, he oh, didn't get to go to the bathroom. I refused to go out to take him out. Like he had gone out before we left, but usually yeah. he gets like one last pee before bed and I was like no sorry. <laughs>
1: You be in this
0: no. bed. <laughs> you yeah, you're go. like, I don't care, I'll clean it. I, I, that is the yeah. risk I'm willing to take. Yeah, I didn't want to go out there. So I wouldn't either. I don't blame. It him. was like every fear I have when he's gone. Was just like, one, I'm going to get in a car accident. Two, someone's going to break in. <laughs> like, it's just like, let's, <laughs> let's just get them all done in one night, girl. You just got it. Yeah. like, it was so And he's while. not even, like, in an airplane yet. And this is no, all happening. It all and it all happened. And then I oh had, like, God. horrible dreams that night, of course. Yep, of course. And so I, like, talked to him the next day. He's like, how long have I been gone? <laughs> it's like, what? is happening? I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, Mercury is in retrograde and it is truly honing yeah. in on you. Like I'm a pick up again tonight. It was just like the fucking wildest night ever. I'm so sorry. That's so no, scary. Not, it was. It was. And but I oddly felt calm. Like as I called nine one one, like I was like hi this is my address um this is what's happening and then they transfer me and I did it again and I was just like I feel like I should be more freaked out <laughs> <Like, laughs> happening I'm like if I die they're gonna get this 911 call and be like she seemed fine <laughs> like, <laughs> she wasn't but, alarmed at all <laughs> it was like she seemed like a liar. <laughs> If I end up on some fucking Dateline episode, oh my god! (laughs) The place like she didn't react the right way. (laughs) (laughs) There was no sense of urgency. i will have Josh Mangoin's being (laughs) like, he's like, what? What is he? What were the words that he says? That he says his h's? Is Is that what it is? Oh God, I don't know. Then. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I <just> it. <laughs> why are you pretty? Yes. Why wasn't she upset? Why didn't she call her parents? Because <laughs> I didn't I need we'll them. Never know. They don't live <laughs> nearby. <laughs> They're too far away. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I'm glad you lived to tell about it. That's Me amazing. Me too. That was that's, just like a very scary. So wild. Jesus. And I had to take a lift because I had to go take my car to get service. It was just like a risky weekend. Just risk (sighs) all over. Mercury. I know. Uh, So anyways. Sad damn planet. Just causing all sorts of trouble. I know. All sorts of mischief. I know. But the most exciting (sighs) thing I did that weekend while waiting for my car to be done Mm -hmm. was I tuned in to the Britney documentary. Oh my gosh. Framing Britney Spears. You guys, do you watch it? Did you watch it? Mm, you watch mm, it? You, mm, <laughs> if you haven't, it's on YouTube and you should watch it. Oh, it's on YouTube? Yeah. Oh. That's where I watched it. Oh, I watched it on Hulu. Oh, okay. But you can watch it either place, guys. If you don't have to yeah. watch it on YouTube. Oh, yeah, it's on Hulu. I just saw people Ugh. mentioning it on uh, on YouTube. And then it's oh. weird because when you go and you lo- watch it on YouTube, it's on Britney Spears' channel. <gasps> Yeah. Like her oh, it's yeah. like legit her channel. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. You know, I was like, she was pretty- playing games on Monday. She was playing those damn games. She's been playing but- games for like a oh. whole ass year with the whole roses and the this and the that. And then they started showing I up, am- roses behind okay. everybody who interviewed. There's a whole thing, guys. Listen, my friend said that this documentary is the QAnon for millennials, and I am here for it. If this is my <laughs> QAnon, I will look into fucking clues and make tons of outlandish stories forever. If that's what it, it, ain't it no takes Dorito chip. This is real. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no Dorito chip. These are roses. These are roses. And she knew what she was doing when she posted she... Project Rose, dude. She that that's it. That is it. She knew when she posted on Monday. This is what everyone's been waiting for. The Super Bowl. She nope. knew the fuck. She- no, nope, no, girl. We're Frame here for Brittany. you. We know. We know. We know. Hashtag Free Britney. Will I start a podcast about Seriously. it? No, but <laughs> I. But no, we will talk about it. I will talk about is, it on this podcast, right? <laughs> Isn't there? There was somebody who mentioned that they they do a podcast specifically for. Yeah, it was like, in the documentary. Yeah, I wish I could remember the name of it. Sorry. No. Uh, because yeah. they ended up getting like a voicemail from somebody and yes. then they displayed it on their podcast and then it like blew up. Absolutely insane. But truly, I believe all of it. I do too. Like her dad it, not being in her life for the longest time and then like now all of a sudden he has control over everything that she says it, and does. Yeah, and then calling no. her... uh conservatorship like a franchise or whatever it said in that trying to make it a business and his like associates trying to like get a raise off of like no fuck them fuck them and the whole i couldn't believe the whole like vegas thing where she showed up she was going to perform she was going to announce like i'm here doing a new residency and then she just like left and you could see it on her face like but she did not want to disappoint any of her fans who came out and took a special trip to vegas to see her she didn't yeah. even speak. She just had to go into a car and then leave. I've actually seen her perform. It's she's amazing. She I got a free. Got I got a free ticket. I was working at <gasps> the coffee bean, and this girl's sister was like, "No, I don't really want to go." And they're like, "Rachel, you like going to concerts?" I was like, "Fuck yeah, I like going to concerts." So like, would you go to see Britney Spears? I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'll go see Britney Spears." Yeah. It was like during her circus tour, so it was still during like her whole like Ooh, conservatorship yeah. business. Whoa. But her show was very like Cirque du Soleil, like how fun. And the Fizzy Cat dolls opened. It was, I mean, such oh, a so fun, fun show. The Britney Spears concert I went to was the one that they showed with her white pants and pink tube top. Oh, and she goes up the stairs. Yeah. Oh, gee. Is that when it first rained? Album. Did it I rain on rain. that stage? Okay, I remember there being something like either it was a performance for an MTV VMAs thing. I don't know. I just I don't know, Britney. I know I feel so I just I I hope that enough attention has been brought yes like as everybody already knows you know what I mean but I hope that people are really putting this under a microscope and being like she is of sound mind like she's literally asking for help on her Instagram and this Mm -hmm. conservatorship needs to be broken this freaking lawyer who was just like no I've never seen anybody break a conservatorship before and then she like goes back and like goes back and work for Jamie it's just like fuck you why are you even on this documentary You're not helping. You're part of the problem. Yeah. Because there's money to be made. Yeah. But it is really hard to get out of one. It's very easy to get into one. Get in one. Yeah. Yeah. So. She's our age. You know what I I mean? Yeah. Like she's our age. I feel like there's progress happening. Of course, also, the positive thing is they can use this documentary and the podcast or whatever. Like, if Brittany eventually is able to get a lawyer that can defend her and use mm-hmm. this stuff in court, they can use all of these things to defend Brittany. I so, hope it's, so, it's, I don't know. I see positivity down the line. Like, I see in the next, like, maybe three years, something like that, because she keeps having I these hope. court dates and the slowly but surely things are happening or maybe her dad mm-hmm. will just die and then <laughs> i don't know that's pretty dark <laughs> i don't know one can only, only help. i mean but like, i just don't understand like how her mom and her sister like they just they just stand oh, by and like her so mom wrote her fucking book while Brittany was in a facility nope like, that's not in bad taste like to think the good person in this is right. her mom right and she's even trash god uh, honestly no. like- we need her like who was her like her like little like, oh, show manager god. oh my god What, was, what was her what's her name, what's her name? Oh, google god. it google it oh my god we need we need her back in her life she was amazing uh what is her name i just saw something damn it oh uh, what is her name felicia felicia thank you uh, how did we not remember that oh god felicia what a fucking angel i know she, she's we need like her back felicia needs to break britney out that's all i can say yeah for real but you know what I will say is I feel very guilty for jumping on that Justin Crimea River train. I fucking love that album. I didn't hate mm-hmm. Britney, but I was like fully believing that she cheated on him and like right? was like he deserved to like sing this song about her. But he's trash. He's, he's complete trash. And then he issued an apology like today and ah, yesterday. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, and cheating on your fucking pregnant wife. Like I have not, gonna not say, forgave him since. No, I, was gonna I have say, not Jimmy forgave him. him. he did. No. Yeah, see, he's a piece of shit too. Yeah, I have not forgiven him for the Jessica situation. Nope. Nope. Like, who are you? Who she's on Jessica Beale, That fucking princess, an angel. Like uh, God, Don't she's gorgeous that. and fucking giving you a fucking child. Like, get the fuck out of here, right? <sighs> Yeah. So this is- Marilyn Manson's having a bad. <laughs> oh, Marilyn Manson has oh, oh, oh. been the worst forever. And people <laughs> yeah. just, he has just skid right under that Me Too movement, but you know what? It's his time to shine. I came, I came back. I know. And I, I dude, I was a big Marilyn Manson fan. I mm-hmm. like, I loved listening to his stuff growing up. Like I, I just, I can't can't do it anymore just reading about all the fucking shit that he like put these women through and it's like you want to be on the survivor side of this, yeah of course and then I I remember seeing an interview where he um was with Dita and he was like uh, somebody asked them like how did how Marilyn how did you meet Dita and he's like well I basically stalked her and I wouldn't stop following her around. And I just like had my publicist like figure out where she was, where she was going. And that way I could meet up with her. And then I lied to her and said that I wanted her to be in a music video, but I never put her in one. I just wanted to like get near her so I could talk to her. And, but she said that she never had to endure any of that shit, but like she, I don't know. I'm I'm not victim blaming at all, but like in the interview, someone was like, you, you offered to have Dita Von Teese, like show me her tits. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. And she's like, he offers them up to everybody, but I won't show them. Like, I don't know why he does that, but he's been doing it for years and years since we've been married. Yeah. He's always like, Oh, you want to see your tits? And then she's like, I'm not going to do that. So I think that she didn't give him the leeway because she had already been in the entertainment industry for so long. Like she kind of like Maybe, knew yeah. how to like, bounce it back and be like, I'm not putting up with this shit. And yeah. then I think he cheated on her with Evan Rachel Wood. And then that's why they ended up getting a divorce. Like I bought the Vogue magazine that had the two of them on the cover after they got married. Like, I was just like, this is amazing. I was such a yeah. like, fan of like their wedding and everything. And then when it all fell apart, I was like, damn, he's a pile of shit. And then it like really went downhill from there. Yeah, I feel like people like that that end up marrying women that are strong end up divorcing them quickly just mm-hmm. because when you can't like manipulate and control someone, it's they're like they're like, well, this ain't fun. He's like, I'm gonna date 12 year olds because they like don't know what the fuck's happening. It's so nuts. And it's like being in the industry thinking that you have like it's just like this godlike uh, I don't know, persona. It's just like mm, mm, no. Yeah. You're just yeah. famous. Exactly. Just... <sighs> just don't get famous. We're not looking to get famous. We're just happy with what we got going on right now, guys. Exactly. We'll but... never do you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we will never, Heather. But we will tell you about trash men because I have a story about a trash man for you today. Trash man i just yeah. think of danny devito from uh it's always sunny in philadelphia i'm the trash man like oh my god it? yes <laughs> danny devito is so fucking funny oh my god there was like it's a shirt so that went around that was like danny devito on the shirt and it was so funny <laughs> i feel like I'll you could put danny devito on anything <laughs> it would just sell sell, sell like sell out we're going to make no thank you next Tanny DeVito shirts. Yes, please. Oh my, oh my God. God. All so right. <laughs> Let's save that one. I'm going to bookmark that idea. <laughs> We're going to do it, guys. We're going to come out with merch sooner or later. <laughs> and it will be Tanny DeVito themed. Yeah. <laughs> Has nothing to do. You have to listen to the specific episode <laughs> in order to get it. Otherwise, it's okay, only us guys. It's just yeah. our joke. <laughs> All right, okay. I'm ready to hear about your trash man. Okay. Let's do it. Let's listen to my trash man story. <laughs> he <laughs> doesn't work for public safety or publics. <laughs> what 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 do they work for? Government? Yeah,
1: yeah they're management. government
0: employees. Yeah. Okay. This guy wasn't plenty. Which they should. They're fucking dealing it's with people's Disgusting. Garbage. Uh, Nobody wants that job, but if you want that salary, uh, you better take that dirty job. Oh <laughs> man, remember Dirty Jobs the show? Yeah, I was like, wasn't there a show about that? <laughs> All right. Enough of t- anyway. T- anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. My story is about Danny DeVito. Just kidding. <laughs> okay <laughs> my story is about heather yeager i'm not wearing my glasses who the fuck do i think i am a fucking 2020 <laughs> person oh what are you know? <laughs> jesus christ do i think i have good eyes or something because <laughs> i don't oh my god i can see it's so crisp now <laughs> <Isn't that> amazing? <laughs> wow okay love it <laughs> okay so heather yeager is the story Um, When it comes to dating, there are so many ways to meet people. We can meet people online, at a coffee shop, or even through a friend. Nowadays, that's all a bit harder, but the most common place prior to a pandemic, and most people working at home, was at work. Mm -hmm. People didn't work, well, I mean, in this story, they work at a grocery store, so theoretically in a pandemic, they could potentially meet up, but nowadays, you know, people aren't working, like... I don't know what the future holds. Like everybody's going to be working at home. Like, how do you meet someone? <laughs> like, That's true. Through That's Zoom? True. You're just like, I saw your eyes through your ring light. And I just knew. I was love at first sight. <laughs> perfect. I saw the background and you seem pretty clean. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. You have a very nice home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a Disney background. It looks like you're always at Disney. (laughs) (laughs) You live in a castle. Oh, yes, my beautiful castle. My beautiful castle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so some people say they know their coworkers better than they know a close friend simply because of time. We spend eight hours, seven, or not seven days a week, five days a week. What kind of sweatshop are you (laughs) working in? Oh, God! if you work a nine to five it's eight hours five days a week if you work retail it's fucking 12 days in a row who knows <laughs> exactly hours a day whatever uh, they you for. Yep. um but yeah especially during a pandemic it's m- m- currently my only source of human contact but i'm because i'm still in an office but mm-hmm. you know like meeting a coworker or meeting someone at work is another level it's just mm-hmm. You start to really get to know that person because you start to feel closeness over time. So let's start our story about Heather because she thought she had met someone great at work, someone she could confide in, but he used that to change her life forever. So Heather grew up with a stepfather that brought her all over the U.S., but when she was 14, the whole family moved to Tucson, Arizona. And she just never left. She loved it. So in 2010, Heather, now 33, is working a job at a grocery store. She had worked there for over five years, but she was an incredibly hard worker. So when she gets the opportunity to do job hiring for a courtesy clerk, she jumps at the opportunity for a promotion. Um, by the way, I worked as a courtesy clerk. I did too fucking sucks i did it for three years man i was just like oh i don't i think one day one day i'm gonna be a checker one day because you couldn't do it if you were not 18 because you had to check alcohol and ids and they didn't trust us youngins to do that yeah and I was like come on come on checker and my boss fucking hated me and I never got moved up I was sweeping floors and getting carts for three years until I got a different job disgusting like I'm leaving I, I hated carts. that was the worst it, there were no during this time also like no regulations like we would just like stack as many carts as we could like oh yeah a, it was like a contest with yourself like i yes. can totally get every cart in this fucking lot it's like yeah. that's too many it's like no it's not i could do it and then you end up <laughs> one t- a car. <laughs> yeah one time a car fucking <laughs> backed up and he's like oh my god i'm so sorry and i was like okay did <laughs> you see my- these 500 carts yeah. i'm trying to push pretty sure it's my fault but yeah <laughs> take blame i'm not supposed to put carts behind cars but you know. <laughs> whatever yeah it's what the fuck bad. dude <laughs> don't you see my vest <laughs> yeah. my fu- fluorescent vest hello my safety <laughs> glow in the dark here <laughs> God, all, all right memories. So, uh, Heather is always holding interviews for this clerk position that opens, and of course, tons of teens like Rachel and I come in, mm-hmm. but some older folks also do. So Heather isn't surprised by a wide range of ages because this position, to some, can be seen as a stepping stone, like Rachel went through. <laughs> <laughs> horrible, horrible story. <laughs> And the potential of being a manager one day of a grocery store is kind of like enticing, Mm -hmm. you know, for some people. So as she's interviewing teenagers who truly have done no research and are just looking for their first job at 16, Mm -hmm. uh, she's just like, okay. Anyways, thank you. Thank you. Well, eventually a man named Arturo Quiles walks in and he's 42. He's done quite a bit of research about the company saying all the right things like there's so much growth in this company I see so much I can be do so much here like blah blah blah. whatever you say when you try to like lie to your company that you want to work there <laughs> you know all the perfect thing. you know an interview <laughs> yeah, you know an interview for any job well he says all the right things and he ends up getting hired well, over the next three months, Arturo is kind and compliments Heather quite a bit. Heather was new to hiring, so she just kind of brushed it off, saying, maybe I'm the only person he knows at work, and I hired him, so he feels a connection with me. Also, she liked the compliments. Heather was in a tumultuous marriage, and looked like it looked like it was heading to to an end. So compliments were nice. As they work more and more together, they open up to one another. Like I said before, spending so much time with each other can make people feel close. Mm-hmm. Well, Alturo, Alturo brings up that his daughter is being taken away from him, and that's why he took this job. Heather then opens up with him that she is married, but they are really not happy together. After this incredibly deep and vulnerable chat, they begin to have regular vent sessions, after a few months of these really intimate conversations, it becomes clear Arturo might be feeling something more than a friendship towards Heather. And it could be incredibly flirtatious or super creepy, but he ends up being more on the creepy end of the spectrum. So, just a little background Heather worked at the coffee shop, so kind of like a Starbucks in a grocery store. Okay. So she had her own manager and he had his own manager. So mm-hmm. Arturo worked in the grocery store. So one day while in the break room, Arturo finds Heather on her break and he begins to get a little too close for comfort. And he's like, just, you know, people can just get too close, especially before prior to COVID. Took heaven, everyone was a little too close. <laughs> so she is giving clear cues that they are at work and she needs some space and not to mention he should be working and in the brink room is her manager as well so she's very conscious of the fact that her boss is sitting there watching what's happening so she's trying to avoid conflict while well, the manager ends up watching this happen and speaks up and says Arturo you need to go back to work well Arturo didn't like being told what to do and from someone who technically wasn't his boss So Arturo begins to walk towards the manager in an aggressive manner. And the manager puts his arms up in a manner that's like, hey, hey, back up. Like, you know, like, your your hands are near your head. Like, you're just kind of like, hey, back up. Like, I'm not going to do anything to you. Mm -hmm. Well, Arturo bumps into him and dramatically falls, declaring he would regret putting his hands on him. And he's like, I didn't put hands on you fortunately there was a camera in the break room but unfortunately there was no sound on the camera in the break room so it looked incredibly aggressive as to what happened with the manager Mm. it looked like he like pushed him and then you just see arturo mouthing something so it looked really aggressive and that manager ends up getting fired no i know isn't that crazy i don't i mean 2010 man different times right like i don't know what would happen now but yeah so two months after this altercation heather had made strides in her personal life and finally left her mentally draining relationship with her husband she ends up packing up all her stuff and who shows up to help oh just arturo she (sighs) says she never asked him for his help he just kind of weaseled his way in but she needed the help so she didn't hate that he came to help her Mm -hmm. The first night in her new place, Arturo comes and celebrates. Heather was so used to being home with another person that when Arturo comes over and then continues to want to come over, she was just like, okay, like, that's fine. Like, I could use some company. So uh, over the next few months, they get closer. But when he would try to make a move, she would tell him she just wasn't ready. Then as things go with women and men being single and friends, things began to become sexual and she did, she was ready. So now Heather being physical with Arturo didn't tell anyone that they were even hanging out. She was keeping it all secret, especially at work. She Mm -hmm. didn't want to put a, she didn't want to be put in a weird spot with Arturo, like always being around her as it was. But Arturo was making it increasingly obvious when he literally would not even do his job in a day, and would follow her around for hours. Oh my god! Is that so fucking annoying? Yes. Yeah. So I after I would be, just be like, go back also, yeah, exactly. Go back. Go like if someone even back. comes to my desk, I'm like, okay. Do you need anything else? Yeah. Like, Like trying to like kind of usher them along. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So after weeks of this following around, another clerk reports Arturo's behavior and lack of workmanship to the store manager, and he ends up getting fired. do your work, Arturo? Yeah, like I'm sure over time it was like a mix of that situation that happened with the manager and like other Mm. stuff but yeah they have fucking cameras in a grocery store they see where you are like dude so arturo was set off because he wanted to be around heather 24 7 now he needed a new job heather would spend her time off helping him look for a new job but something was different with him after this he would all of a sudden call her horrible names and then immediately apologize Heather chalked it up to him being stressed about finding a new job because most of the time he was incredibly nice to her except for the creepy following stuff, but he said (laughs) nice things. So, (laughs) you know, you know, so (laughs) weeks after being fired, Arturo began to frequent the grocery store as a customer, but would stay for hours in the coffee shop. She would get a customer and he would watch her to make sure that she wasn't flirting. Oh my she was God. starting, yeah, she was starting to see this as more of control and less of a sweet situation of him wanting to see her at work. Yeah, so a friend of Heather's named Lily ends up moving into Heather's spare room during all of this weirdness with Arturo. She had just come back to town, she wanted to, um, she wasn't going to stay long, so and she had the spare bedroom, so she was just like, Yeah, stay with me. So. Also, because all of this was happening and Lily now being in town, Heather was spending more time with her friend. Like, it's a convenient friend that's in your place. Like, mm-hmm. so she wasn't spending as much time with Arturo. So he becomes increasingly possessive of her during this time. And one day when she's hanging out with him, he says, we should go to that restaurant that you and your friend went to last week. And she's like, yeah, we should. Wait, I didn't tell you about restaurant and she it becomes clear that he had gone through her phone while she was sleeping (sighs) and read all her text messages so she confronts him and he begins to berate her with cruel names and makes her feel like she's crazy you know what men love to do and then stomps off he leaves the apartment she goes after him after a while and finds him and she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go because <laughs> <goes>, fuck you. <laughs> but before I go, we need to talk about your temper. And instead of what usually he would do in these situations, apologize. Mm-hmm. He does not He escalates it with his temper getting much worse. He grabs her purse from her hand, throws her phone into the pool, and then tells her his temper is none of her business then throws her entire person to the pool and walks away. Uh, Like, uh, I would be frozen in shock. Like, yes. Okay, I'll never see you again. Bye. Exactly. So for Heather, this was a last drop. They had only been dating more seriously for four months. So it was clear she needed to end it. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just like. I mean she doesn't work with the fucker anymore and she does not like four months you're crazy like yeah. that's no time at all I can move yeah. right on <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, hasta la vista. so she didn't end it in that moment because clearly he was out of control but she knew that she was going to end it soon mm-hmm. so a few days later she's home with Lily and they hear a knock at the door She had been avoiding Arturo, of course. So when she sees him through the people, she just tells him to leave. But he begs for her to give him another chance. Lily steps in and it makes them stop fighting for just a moment. But when Heather walks away, Arturo walks into the apartment and follows her. He had brought over a gift. Okay, this is so weird, but he had brought over a gift of cherry soda. I'm not sure if this was something that like, they both drank and loved and he was like i'm gonna bring this over as an apology gift i'm not sure but Mm -hmm. when he follows heather into her room he dumps it all over her (gasps) yeah so when lily comes running in she's screaming oh my god are you hurt are you hurt because it looks like blood (sighs) and then she starts looking around and heather's hysterical like she doesn't know what like lily's like unsure of what's going on but then she ends up seeing the empty bottle on the floor and she's like okay yeah. I understand this is really traumatic but like you're okay like nothing happened. Yeah. So Arturo leaves after Lily goes into the room like he clearly like lashed out and realized and walked away. So the next mm-hmm. day Arturo texts her Heather asking if they could be friends <laughs> like <laughs> what? no no like, uh- like, uh, Houston, are you with us? <laughs> like, uh, seems you're on another planet that we did not, uh, we have never been on. Uh, where are you? Exactly. So then he sends her a picture of a bleeding heart, which Heather just thought, okay, he's heartbroken. So she just kept texting him, no, we cannot be friends. And he kept asking why, like, did not get like was not comprehending no so a month passes after this whole ordeal and the official breakup and heather had been ignoring his texts. she stood strong she avoids him whenever he's in the store or at the coffee shop but one day he shows up and literally sits at a table and watches her for her entire shift he refuses to leave He then asks her if they can finally be friends now. It's been a whole month. She responds, no, of course. Well, this coffee shop watching went on for weeks and he began to show up to her house. Lily would have to hide her and usually he would go away. Like if she thought that she wasn't there, he would go away. Mm-hmm. Well, one time he tried to force his way into the the apartment and she had to call the police. Police said there's nothing they can do. They advised Heather to get a restraining order, but there isn't much they can do without that. During all of this stalking, Arturo is evicted because he had found no other job. His entire job was stalking Heather at this point. So he is now living in his car. And because he was... Starting to escalate, Lily began to feel unsafe living with Heather. So Heather was upset, but completely understood. Mm-hmm. So Arturo con- continues to harass um, Heather, showing up at her work, sitting there watching her. But as customers began to complain of this creepy man in the coffee shop, management would kick him out. He explained he exclaims, "The last time he's kicked out of the coffee shop, that he's gonna kick her ass." It's Uh, like, are you fucking crazy? Like, why would you? Like, man. So Heather sees this management intervening as, yay, he got the message. He won't show up anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, it was the last time that he would show up at the coffee shop, but he would make sure to show up and harass her as she was opening the coffee shop every morning. So he never went in, but he was always waiting for her outside. So he would scream, every time, it's been four months, like, every, he, he was, like, using time as, like, this weird marker to, like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not entirely sure what that, like, what that had to do with anything, but he was like, had a calendar and would check off. It's like, so every time he would harass her, he'd be like, it's been five months. Can we be friends? It's been six months. Can we be friends? Like, so, aren't you over it yet? It's been this long. It's yes. Like, no, you it's are sucking six, me. It has been half of a year. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. So crazy. Oh. So then at the seven month mark, Arturo knew Heather's schedule by this point to the team so instead of meeting her at the store while she opened he woke up extra early and went outside her home and this time he didn't have words that he wanted to tell her he had a gun that would say everything he wanted to say as she's frantically leaving for work because she woke up late that morning she turns to see Arturo with a blank look on his face and he stares at her for a beat and then points the gun he hits her first in the left elbow then the second and third shot hit her in the left leg and after that she stopped feeling anything and fell to the ground and she says she felt frozen in pain and in fear and he begins to walk towards her and she can't move he Mm -hmm. stands over her with his face still blank and shoots her with the remainder of the seven bullets into her abdomen. Oh she lay God. there, yeah. She lay there thinking about all the things she was not going to ever be able to do in life and the people she will never see again. She's screaming for help, but no one's coming. So she thinks, like we all do in our nightmares, that maybe she's screaming but no sound is coming out so mm-hmm. you think you're screaming so she decides okay if i no one's coming i need to go and find i need to get help so she starts crawling towards her purse that she dropped and finally gets to her phone and calls 911 while she's on the phone with 911 thankfully two neighbors had heard what it was happening and called 911 so as she's giving the dispatcher information the police finally show up and her neighbors are helping her so oh wow it was pretty quick yeah um so arturo found the next day and it's clear he has no remorse he explains to the police that yes he did shoot her seven times and he was the one that did it but the truth would come out so he pled oh. not guilty so he could go to trial and explain why he wasn't guilty and she deserved to be shot yeah no but no I just I cannot fathom what is going on in his puny little brain to think that somebody deserves something like that just because you've been rejected I know so obviously Heather survived all this thank goodness she made it through had so many surgeries but she made it through and was able to testify on her own defense so he does the most insane thing to top off what I just told you he did said but he (laughs) decides to represent himself in court no yeah which means he would be questioning Heather on the stand oh my god which like like is that even allowed yeah like you know what it like yeah okay so Heather's, of course, terrified of this man and reliving the entire situation. Yeah. So due to her fear, they decide to put a stun belt on Arturo, which was almost like a weightlifting belt. Like it's really thick and it goes around their waist. And basically, if he tries anything to hurt happen? Heather, <laughs> yep, with 50, oh. yeah, with 50,000 volts. Yeah and he's not allowed to leave the table while questioning her so they oh, okay. did a lot of, which was good like but yeah i mean fuck that he's she's going to be questioned by him but they tried to do as much as they could yeah so heather told herself going into this trial that she was going to prove to him she wasn't afraid of him and he didn't win so she looked him dead in the face as she answered his questions wow Yeah. So Arturo starts off with an absolutely insane line of questioning stating, I see you have a limp. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I fucking wonder why. Exactly. Like, so then he says, and remember I sent you a text and she's like, you sent me a lot of texts. What do you Mm -hmm. mean? So during his questioning he begins to smile like he's trapping her in something and then states he called he's all i called you right she didn't know what the fuck he was talking about like no one in the courtroom is like what the fuck like these questions are so broad Mm -hmm. so once he gets on the stand he shows no remorse he says he took revenge because she wouldn't be his friend And he could have killed her easily, but he chose not to. He then explains he used seven bullets specifically because she refused his friendship for seven months. Oh my god. Isn't that crazy? Like, everything was numbers with him. Right? Yeah. So it was clear the entire thing was a ploy to see Heather and make sure she knew why he didn't kill her and let her know he could. He's fucking insane and horrible. So he's Mm -hmm. sentenced to 21 years for first degree murder, or sorry, for first degree attempted murder and 15 years for two counts of aggravated assault. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Trash man. Indeed. Yeah. So Heather has had countless surgeries to try and repair the damage of the bullets. And due to the bullets going into her abdomen, she unfortunately can no longer have children. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also wheelchair-bound. But on a brighter note, she did- She's alive. Up, she's alive. And she mm-hmm. ended up meeting an amazing man who is by her side and takes care of her. And she is working to become a foster parent to kids who need the love she is so happy to give. Oh. I know isn't that that's sweet? such a good ending for something that's so horrible that happened I know. to her oh I know it's just like so crazy like I mean yeah you just don't know people know like you know my situation at work with that one person mm-hmm. and it's just like living day-to-day thinking like just feeling unsafe in someone's workplace like there's He's no the, escape. Like no, you have to be there.
1: Yeah. And so and it, it
0: just puts you in a corner. Yeah, because I need I need a job. Mm-hmm. I love I I do like my job. I like people I work with, but having mm-hmm. someone that makes you feel uncomfortable in your workplace for so many hours is mm-hmm. just terrifying. And then thinking like, you know them, they're They're just a little weird. They're a little off. And then to Mm -hmm. like, like for this guy to escalate so much, like to get in his head and escalate like that, it's just so terrifying. It makes you think that because people are completely unpredictable. Exactly. You truly don't know what anybody is capable of until they show their true colors. And you never know when that's going to be. Maybe they already have. And that's the extent of it. Or maybe Mm -hmm. it just goes so much deeper and it's a deep rooted problem and, Mm -hmm. and something triggers it. And all of a sudden they're just going to like detach and become like, and become an even bigger issue than you ever imagined. Like Arturo. That's nuts. I'm so glad this was a survivor story. I know. She, God, so brave. Yeah. Through all of that. And to confront him, and to yeah, it just sucks that like she had to do it because he played his cards to make it so he yeah, could be face to face with her like that. There should there so should fun. be something against that, but at least I don't know, my finger would have slipped once or twice on that little belt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, For shit. Was real. that me? Oh, sorry. Oh, my sorry. My hands are slippery. My hands are sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> they get slippy, slimy. it just happened? I got a history of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Why'd they put you on the button? <laughs> I, I thought I could do it. But then the mere thought just made me nervous. My hands just started sweating. Oh, my God. Oh, well. But yeah. Thankfully, it was a a happy ending. Yes, we have very few of those. (laughs) We we do. They they happen. They happen, which is good. It's not. It's not all. But it's rare. It's very rare. Mm. (sighs) Oh, all right, guys. Good stuff. All right, that was probably a really long episode. So hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. We had a lot to say. We had a lot to say. There's a lot going on. Yeah, good stuff. All right, we'll see you all next week for another horrible story. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm Megan and I talk about dating murder stoke <laughs> <laughs> What did I say? Okay. And I talk about marriage murders. I think marriage murders works fine for me. Okay. me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. I have to type it out. Otherwise I'll forget. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's what you I You do. mean like I did? Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Megan, and I talk about murder... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my first day at school. Remember how many intros Like uh, and how many yes. times? Yes. To try to perfect oh my God, and finally it's like welcome back <laughs> fuck all that other shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah for maybe that's how we should introduce it fuck it we talk about this <laughs> yeah <laughs> very okay. off the cuff <laughs> okay hey guys i'm megan and i talk about murders that happen while dating and i'm rachel and i talk about murders that happen while being married and this, and is, this is no no thank you <laughs> <laughs>